Hello, I'm Will Yeoman, and welcome to another episode of the pod Well Travelled. As usual, I'm joined today by travel editor Stephen Scarfield, but later in the show we're going to hear from Geoffrey Thomas, who is in the UK covering the Fandra Air Show, and then we're going to hear again from our colleague Moens Johansson, who, as I spoke to him in the wee hours, was on his way to Athens on aboard the Viking Sea. But anyway, Stephen, welcome back to the show. Uh, hi, Will. There's a lot to cover. Yeah, it's good to have everyone out and about, isn't it? Um, <laughs> it, 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 it I was going to say, it, it was really interesting because um, talking to both of them about their uh, flight experiences and, and connecting flights and so forth, in Moens's case, they've had nothing but seamless experiences. And Jeffrey was saying that in Man- at Manchester Airport, he, he, was, he was out in about 15 minutes, which is in stark contrast yeah. to what we're hearing, particularly on the domestic scene. So I, I, I get the feeling that... It's, it, we, know, we don't get the full picture in the media sometimes. We just get all the bad stuff. Well, yes, but it's, it's, we have been making the point I, I did last week. We've been making the point very clearly that the situation domestically um, was partly complicated by um, the logistical issues with the floods, of course, in the eastern states of Australia. Yes. So the, the issue domestically is very different to the situation internationally. Indeed. And, and as you rightly say, you know, Jeff, I think, was flying with Qatar. Um, the connections through Dubai have been have been good. Through Singapore, have been good, with the odd exception. I was just talking to Singapore Airlines yesterday. You know, and they're they're going very well. I mean, July, August for them is very, very busy, but they're they're well staffed. Mm. So yes, I, I I do think that we're um, you know you tend you tend to hear about the problems, and certainly Heathrow's been a bottleneck. You know, we all know that. Indeed, and the as I wrote about last week, the reduction of numbers there, capping it to 100,000 a day, um, w- was done so quickly with 36 hours notice that that created its own storm. Um, and obviously, you know, Heathrow, such a massive sort of passenger throughput there, that creates, creates its own story. No, absolutely. But as you say, if you fly into Manchester or Birmingham, um, I was just talking to someone yesterday who flew into Birmingham and, and just like Jeffrey, sort of got their bag and walked straight out the door. Yeah, incredible. Yeah, I mean, it's, look, it's just good for listeners to know that it's not it's not all doom and gloom. You know, it is, no, it it's, is. Yeah. It's good to know, and it's also good to think of those those big connections. So, for example, um, with with Emirates, you know, you can fly to Birmingham or Manchester or mm. Glasgow, whatever. You don't have to fly through Heathrow, and the price is, you know. The price is sometimes different. It's sometimes more to fly to the slightly more regional airports. Mm. I and mean, I'm just flying into Nice. Um, you know, and that'll, that'll be an easy connection. Um, and then I was hoping to come back from Lyon, but I've got to come back through Paris, which I'm less keen about. So <laughs> I'm just sure. keen to avoid those big airports and go to the, uh, well, we call them regional airports. It's massive airports, of course. Mm, okay. So it's, worth, it's sometimes worth the extra couple hundred dollars or whatever it is to fly into, you know, Manchester rather than Heathrow. Okay. Well, look, I, I think this is a good time to hear from Jeffrey right now because he'll he'll expand on this a lot as well as tell us about what else he's learnt from the show. And um, sounds like he's been out and about elsewhere too. Okay, so as promised, we're talking to Jeffrey Thomas, who's still in the UK. And Jeffrey, you're in the UK, and you've you've been collecting and what sounds like an amazing um, set of stories for us for publication in the West. 
Oh, yes. Look, having a, a, an incredible time here. It's, uh, uh, we've been at farm at the Farnborough Air Show, which is the uh, uh, every every couple of years, uh, and it was 41 degrees, and we were in suits uh, walking <laughs> around. Um, it was it was a real challenge for a few days, um, but then onto the Cornwall coast to uh, Port Isaac. Um, and Doc Martin fans will know that as Port Wen, um, and f- and there for the filming of the last um, last few scenes for the last series, um, and got to meet a few stars. And then Clunes? we did. I did indeed, oh, and and <laughs> oh yeah, he's an extraordinary, extraordinary character, mm. and also um, Ian McNeese and oh, John Marquez, oh, and wow. met them all. Um, so yeah, you know, for a for a for a Doc Martin tragic like me, um, <laughs> it was a it, it, was, <laughs> well, it was a certain certainly uh, I ticked a few a uh, few boxes on the bucket list. I can tell you. <laughs> <laughs> now, sorry, you're going to tell me what what else did you get up to? Well, also, well, one of the other things it was amazing. Mm-hmm. We're sort of a bit concerned about our arrival into the UK with all the horror stories of hours and of um, delays. Indeed. And we actually we actually chose to go through Manchester because we're hiring a car. We're doing some touring around. Right. Um, so we went, we went, came in through Manchester, and it took us sixteen minutes to get through the airport. So it was an extraordinary, um, extraordinary trip. And and leaving Perth Airport, uh, similar. We just breezed through, no problems, no mm-hmm. delays, no queues, and sort of you know thought, uh, you know, let you know, bless our lucky stars. We sort of. Um, <laughs> We we sort of dodged several bullets on our on our trip and and our and, and our luggage arrived as as well. So it's almost um, unbelievable it, at this stage of the game, isn't it? Well, it was. <laughs> you know, Christine and I looked at each other and thought, you know, what problems? You know, <laughs> we were very we were very very lucky. So we'll we'll be documenting that as well. Um, uh, yeah, so it's been a, it's been a, a really fascinating trip. So, fascinating so, so, trip. so back, back to the air show. What have some been some of the highlights mm. for you? Look, uh, the, the Boeing had their new triple seven X, which is a which is the biggest twin engine aeroplane ever built. Mm. They're uh, doing some extraordinary things in the sky, um, and there were lots of orders for uh, for Boeing, which has been you know battered around a lot lately. Um, and then it was also talking to various executives about you know what the travel what the travel trends are, um, and you know huge trend now for premium travel, whether it's first class, business class or premium economy okay. is, is taking off um, as passengers want more space um, and, 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 and more, I guess, more space because of COVID. Um, so, yes, there's a huge trend towards premium travel, which is being reported by everybody um, at, at the air show. Okay, incredible. And how was the attendance this year? Look, it was down. Uh, it was much easier to get uh, to the show, possibly because of COVID, but also because of the temperature. Because, uh, as I mentioned, it was 40, 41, yes, 42. Um, and um, I, I, you know, that was, uh, I'm not sure where the temperature was, was red. Um, but, oh, cripes, it felt a lot hotter than that. And being in a suit, it was just very challenging. So, one of the things that uh, anybody who visits the United Kingdom knows that when the temperature gets about 35, Air conditioning systems don't work that well. Mm. Uh, nothing seems to work that well. Trains were slow. Trains were cancelled. Um, so it, it does create a lot of problems because the you know the country's just not 
uh, and the systems are simply not designed for temperatures up in the 40 degree mark. No. So um, it, it was extremely challenging, uh, but at the same time, extremely important to be there um, and to meet uh, some of the people we met. Uh, one one group we met uh, is the Triple Seven Partners. Um, they they purchased uh, that, that that particular company is based in Miami in the United States. Mm-hmm. And they purchased another seventy seven three seven aircraft. Uh, they're the people behind Bonza, the new airline that's oh, going to be uh, launched in September. First of all, on the, on the eastern seaboard, sea um, but then uh, they they have big expansion plans across Australia. And what they're all about is connecting cities that have, that have never been connected. Mm. So, for instance, it could be Bustleton to Br- to Brisbane or Bustleton to Sydney. Uh, it could be Perth to Byron Bay. Uh, you know, there's there's lots of cities in Australia that are not connected with a non-stop flight, mm. and we have to go through Sydney or Melbourne, which is very irritating mm. uh, and time-consuming and expensive. Um, so they're, 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 you know, another route, for instance, for people in Broome could be Broome to Adelaide or Broome, you know, so Broome Melbourne's connected and Broome Sydney's connected, but Broome Adelaide's okay. not connected. So th- this is this is their business model and it's worked incredibly well in the United States, uh, an airline called Allegiant, um, and they're very profitable, very successful, and about 80% of the routes they fly, no one else does. Um, so you know, so it just shows you they they, they connect dots that don't, uh, that are simply not connected, and it mm. works. Mm. Oh, that, that's um, really positive news. Now, maybe, maybe this is the last question, if I may, because I know, I know you're sounding, you're sounding mm. very busy. I wanted to ask you what what your general impressions, weather aside, of being back in the UK. General impressions of the UK. Yeah. Life is normal. Right. You know, it's it, 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 it's really interesting that the place we're staying in at the moment, uh, which is in Swansea. Uh, right on the coast here, they've, they've gone to various um, levels of, of protection, right. um, and, and and sort of all the details come through. Uh, we do it through Booking dot com. All, all the details came through about checking, accessing the key, getting to your room. Um, the, the, it's bed and breakfast, so the breakfast is you. They fill out. You got a form. You fill that out. You put it downstairs, um, and then um, before you retire. Uh, at a certain time slot, they've got various time slots, um, and then um, uh, and, and then people are also the, the breakfast is spaced out, so there's not too many people in the in the breakfast area. So they're going to various. Um, um, we had we actually had to uh, change um, our like uh, our, uh, our accommodation mm. at the last minute because um, the particular place we were going to they had COVID, so they had to cancel. Uh, cancel us, so we had to change, make a change with about a day's notice. Okay. So, but but walking around though, um, you know, very few people, if any, are wearing masks. Uh, life is just normal. So, um, yes, I know uh, COVID's everywhere, but uh, um, we're triple vaxxed and we've had COVID uh, recently, so we're not overly concerned. Sure. Um, uh, but we're not. We're avoiding crowds. We're avoiding crowds. Yeah, no, that, that sounds like a very balanced approach, Jeffrey. Well, look, thanks so mm. much for, for catching up with us. I uh, really appreciate it. And I, I guess we'll be um, seeing you soon back in, in Western Australia. Absolutely. Yeah, look, really interesting that Jeffrey also, I asked him about the attendance at the show because of the heat, and he said it did, It numbers were down. That's that's quite interesting, that this whole heat wave that the UK is experiencing at the moment. Yeah, but of course, it's, it's very much trade, it's very much the industry. Um, mm. So, yeah, but 
just it's been wild, isn't it? That forty forty plus degrees at Heathrow was uh, was a real benchmark. <laughs> I can just see Jeffrey in his in his suit, looking smart, walking around in that. Um, Probably more used to it than a lot of people there. Well, look, l- l- listeners that uh, subscribe to our e-travel, and if you don't, go to westtravelclub.com.au and join. Um, we've, we're running a story uh, from Jeffrey reporting on the show, and there is a photograph of him in, in short, a short-sleeved shirt standing on the tarmac, so <laughs> looking a little bit um, on the warm side. So that, that's a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. So, so, might, so go he on. might break out the safari suit. You never know. Well, <laughs> I'm sure he's got one somewhere. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Um, I love that stuff about his detour down to see uh, Martin Clunes and the gang with the um, the whole Doc Martens um, yeah, set as well, cool. which is lovely. Well, I tell you what, we should get on to Moens because he was very—he very kindly stayed up till sometime after midnight to talk to us about his uh, latest adventures on board the Viking Sea. Um, he, was, he, he was probably just going out clubbing. <laughs> of, knowing Moens, yes, I'm sure you're absolutely right. He's such a party animal. <laughs> okay, look, let's hear from Moens now. Moens, um, welcome back to the pod Well Travelled. Where exactly do we find you this morning, which is this morning Australian time, but very late at night your time? Yes, it is. It's uh, it's sort of uh, well past midnight here, and I'm somewhere between Santorini and Athens as we speak. So, uh, And it's pitch black outside. I'm just trying to look out my balcony window here, and uh, all I see is black. <laughs> wow, amazing! So, look, it's um, we spoke to you about a week ago. So, since then, you've been presumably um, visiting lots of exciting places. Yeah, it's been an amazing journey. I mean, basically, uh, as I think we touched on last week, um, I'm sort of following in the steps of the Venetians down along the the, the Balkan coastline on the Adriatic Sea, and. Uh, so we, I've been to uh, Copa in Slovenia, and uh, from there I went down to a place called Sadar in Croatia, and from there to Dubrovnik. And uh, since then, it was on to Montenegro, uh, which is probably, you know, it was a bit of a revelation for me. I'd never really known all that much about that that particular country and destination but it was a uh, lovely nonetheless and now i'm in the uh, in the greek islands yeah so it's been a real adventure and uh, you know every port has been an absolute delight so uh, yeah but it's been really hot here you know we we've had you know a, a typical perth summer sort of uh, or typical perth summers weather you know about 36, 37, 38 degrees, you know, so it's been it's been uh, warm to say the least. Oh wow, so you presumably you'd be very grateful to get back on board the ship sometimes and get into some, some air con. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah there, there has been a couple of occasions where it's been really nice to get back here and, uh, you know, one of, one of the funny things I experienced uh, uh, in particular, that was in uh, after the visit to Montenegro, uh, I got back on board and it had been a really hot day and I went down to the uh, the, the spa on board here where they have, uh, you know, they have 
saunas for for a start, but they also have uh, uh, you know ice cold plunge pools, and uh, they even have a, a, a an ice cave that you can go into, which was very welcome relief after <laughs> you know a hot day out and about. So, so that was really good. Oh, that's incredible. Now, I mean, last time we spoke, you said that there weren't like a, it wasn't like a, a packed um, ship and you, you sort of had a lot of um, space to yourself. I'm just wondering how the experience has been since then in terms of actually being on the ship and, and visiting these different places. And I'm, I'm, I guess I'm asking on behalf of potential, um, you know, uh, passengers. Well, um, as it turns out, you know, the ship is actually nearly full. There's, <laughs> oh, okay. the, the ship can hold uh, up to 954 passengers and um, there's 860 on board. And uh, speaking to the, the the hotel manager, as they call them on board here, um, he he tells me that they consider that full at the moment because they, they have to keep a few cabins free in case there's any sort of uh, COVID outbreaks or anything like that. So, um, yeah, so, so they consider the ship full. Um, and uh, but, but that doesn't change what I said the, uh, last week. You know, it, it, feels, um, it feels like there's a lot of space on board. You know, right. it, you, you don't feel like you're sort of uh, crowded with people. Uh, there's no... Uh, you know that you can always find a, a quiet spot to sit, uh, even as a group or as an individual. You know, it's it's uh, it's quite quite remarkable, really. It's it's a lot different to what I've experienced in the past when I've been on bigger cruise ships where you know there's several thousand people on board. You know, this is uh, this is to be honest a much nicer experience. Okay, no, that's that sounds like the kind of experience I'd be interested in as well. So, in in terms of visiting so many different places in in a relatively compact period of time, do do you really does that really highlight their their differences? Well, it does, but but I mean, to be honest, it, it, you know, when you're on a cruise and you're in a place for one day and you come back after your day of exploring you often get a little bit of of uh, sort of uh, um, excursion envy when you talk to some of the other passengers on board who's been out experiencing other things um, but i guess that just makes you want to come back and and uh, explore the place even more you know i mean certainly that's the case in in most of the places i've visited so far um, you know, there's just so much to see in all these places, and and some of the places like Santorino today, for example, was it was really busy. You know, there was four other cruise ships in 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 town, if I can put it that way. So so it was really busy around the main tourist attractions and that sort of stuff, but. It's such a beautiful place that you just want to come back and, and spend a bit more time. And, and uh, despite the, the crowds, which can be a bit maddening at times, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it, it, you just, you just long for more, you know, when you, when you're there, you know, in Santorino today, you know, it was, it was, 
like I said, very busy, but it was still quite easy. You know, the place copes with it pretty well, and uh, there's that many restaurants and cafes that you can sit back and enjoy views that you would only dream of, um, and and you can just yeah, you 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 pick the best best spot in in one of these rooftop cafes, and and uh, you can just sit back and escape the mad, madness for a little while and uh, then go back out and get into it and chase pictures and uh, whatever else you're, you're looking for. Oh, that's fantastic. Now, I notice you've already been filing some, some wonderful stories for us here back here in Australia and I'm just wondering whether that you kind of get, get, get into a rhythm where, where you might explore for the day and then come back to your cavern of a night time and just sit down to write. Yeah, you kind of do. You kind of do. I mean, uh, I've just filed two stories before I've sp- um, uh, I'm speaking to you now. But, um, you know, the, the thing is, um, I, I find there's a couple which I've kept up my sleeve because I need to do a little bit more research about the history and mm. uh, so on about the places because it can all be a bit overwhelming. You, you, you go from one place to another and... Uh, you know, you get told this, you get told that, and you can't take it all as gospel. <laughs> as journalists, we have to check some of these things, and uh, um, so so that'll that'll take me. You know, a couple of the the stories will take me a little longer to 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 write as such, but uh, most of it is about the experience I have along the way. And uh, you know, like in Santorino today, I've I've just filed that story because that was uh, you know to me. Uh, a pretty pretty easy story to file because there's just such a <laughs> such a a lovely place to visit and there's enough to tell without without having to go into too much uh, historical detail and 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 so on and uh, yeah but but you know I might come up with two more stories once I get back home from Santorino alone you know that's the uh, that's the beauty of of visiting these places you know you can reflect and uh, do a little bit more research and and develop a, a story in that way. Yeah, I guess what you're doing now is the equivalent of, of a travel journal. Yeah, yeah, essentially, yeah. Mm, mm. Yeah, that's right. So, so yeah, no, but it's uh, sadly it's all it's all coming to <laughs> it's all coming to an end now. I'll be in Athens uh, tomorrow, then we're staying on the ship overnight. Um and uh, then it's uh, I've got one more day in Athens, and then I'm heading home. Oh, amazing! Well, we're looking forward to having you back in. Look, now one last question before I let you go to bed, and I meant to ask you last week, so you might have to cast your mind back to then, and that was your your uh, flights, you know, the, the, your connections and so forth, in order to get to Venice in the first place. How did that all go? Was that relatively smooth? Yeah, it was uh, it was really smooth. I mean, that was organised by Viking uh, cruisers as well, and uh, mm. it was a you know a, a, a dual listing with well, I think they call them dual listings with the uh, with Qantas and Emirates. So I flew straight to Dubai, uh, which is about a eleven hour flight from memory. So you know, sleep and a little bit and a cup. And then from there, there were there was a stop out, a stopover of um, 
three hours in in Dubai, and then it was about six hours to Venice, direct to Venice. So it was it wasn't too painful. <laughs> That's really good to hear. Um, <laughs> we, we were just you, you won't have heard, but listeners will have. We're just talking to Jeffrey Thomas, who's in the UK at the moment, and he was in Manchester Airport, and it literally took him, well, I think he said, fifteen to sixteen minutes to get off the plane and out out the door. I mean, just incredible. Yeah. Yeah, I must. I must say. I mean, I, you know, having heard, you know, when I left Perth, it was like school holiday, the end of school holidays, and uh, I, I arrived early at the airport. I was there probably three and a half hours before my departure. Yes. But it took me ten minutes to get through to customs, and it, it was it was an absolute breeze. Uh, Obviously, if you arrived later, your experience might have been different. But certainly, I texted my wife when, you know, <laughs> when I was through, and uh, I, I said to her, "Look, I it, it took me less than fifteen minutes to to check in, get through customs, um, and you know, then I was sitting in the in the departure lounge, so to speak. Mm, incredible. So uh, that part was painless, and and uh, in Dubai, it was a fairly straightforward process you know it's no different to what i've experienced in the past anyway you know mm. it just just go through the process and that's it well, sit that's down what, yeah. find a nice comfortable spot and- <laughs> i mean that's why i ask these questions because we, we always seem to hear of the horror stories so it's really good for people to know that in probably in most cases it is business as usual yeah i think it is in particular in you know in my recent experience in uh in Singapore and and Dubai, you know, which are big hubs, you know, they're used to handling big volumes of people and uh, all that sort of stuff. So uh, the the experience there was certainly easy. And I think, you know, if you arrive early at, you know, at the airports in in Australia as well, you know, you'll find that you will get through Mm. pretty painlessly. Yeah, painless. <laughs> That's so, really good to yeah. know. Yeah. Okay, Moans. Well, as I said, I, we better let you get to bed. Really appreciate you taking the time to to check in with us at um, what is clearly very late night for you. And look forward to talking to you again probably next week. I, I guess when when you return. Yeah, I guess I will see you in Perth. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. Okay. In the meantime, um, happy travelling. Look, it sounds like he's having an amazing time. And as we spoke about, he has been filing these incredible stories. And you do, you would know, Stephen, of all people, you get into this rhythm where you explore you know, a town or a city by the day and then you go back to your cabin and you just write. Yeah. It's amazing. It's such, yeah, it's such a cool way to travel. You know, for us as writers, it's just fantastic because each day you're served up a different place mm. and, you know, and you're in... You're in Montenegro, or you're in Dubrovnik, or you know, it's just it's amazing. And of course, that that's just an amazing travel experience. You know, to be to be taken somewhere different every day, and you step out of your cabin into a whole new, you know, learning day. I guess um, for us as writers, how fantastic to come back and share that with everyone else. Look, and absolutely. he does it very, very well. Oh, look beautifully. And it's interesting to note his comments on on the heat as well. He was feeling the heat a little bit too, but he did have a lovely a lovely um, boat to go back to at the end of each day where he could cool off. So yep. <laughs> at least that's something. And it's fantastic, isn't it? It's just, it's just a wonderful. Way. And you haven't got 
I mean, we all know this about cruising, but it brings it home that you haven't got to pack, move, you know, you mm. just come back, move. They move you for you, you know, move you and all your gear until it's on to the next place. It's fantastic. Look, and he does, make, love- a, he does make a good point, though, too, um, about the size of the Viking Sea. It's it's, it's under under 1,000, so it's a few hundred yep. people. And he said it, it, yep. is, it is a capacity now, although they are leaving some cabins free deliberately because of, you know, possible COVID yep. concerns, sure. which is quite right. But he says despite that, it doesn't. It never feels crowded on a ship like this. He's just yeah, free to roam yeah. and find quiet spaces everywhere, which he hasn't yeah. found in some of the larger boats, where there are thousands of people yeah. on board. No, that's true. That's true. Um, you know, those ships are so well designed that there are all sorts of nooks and crannies where you mm. can pretty well be on your own or feel you're on your own. You know, so and also it's very important with, with this daily routine, as we've just said. You know, to be able to disembark and embark efficiently and those sorts of numbers you know everybody just gets off and vanishes into a city and then uh, you know it's back on and it, it's all very smooth is what I'm saying no, particularly exactly. when you get to places like you know Santorini where you're ferrying to shore mm. you're not actually docking mm. it, the, the smaller ship makes a big difference you know you don't want to be in a queue to get off yeah no you're absolutely right so yeah. we'll be we'll be looking forward to catching up with Moens when he's back home next week, which will be. I'm not sure he's coming home. It yeah. sounds like well, he's I had, just locked uh, in. Yeah, I have to admit, <laughs> I was a little bit concerned. He, you know. So, <laughs> well, okay, okay. We'll watch this space. In the meantime, Stephen, look, it's been great yeah. catching up with you. Um, anything been happening oh, at your great. front? I mean, you, you're you're just as you say, you're just about to go away. So th- things. Well, are, I'm just are going to yeah, I'm just off over east. Yeah, I'm just off over east to Brisbane and Sydney, yes. uh, Brisbane and Gold Coast, I yes. should say. And then the end of next week, I'm off to France. So, one in, one out, which is much what we do. Um, but isn't it? It's just such an exciting show today, you know, to have all this news and all these places and the guys out and about. It's just. Uh, uh, it just feels very invigorating. This no, it's it, finally. It's like it's it's at last. We're, we're getting we're getting back yeah. up and running in, in a and, big way. And of, and of course, and of course, for for you and me, you know, we should say that. Um, in print, we're publishing, you and I, you know, well, mainly you taking the brunt of it, publishing 40 pages of travel in print in the West Australian and the Sunday Times this weekend. Yeah, I mean, that's which huge. Is, which is, is huge. By any, by any standard anywhere in the world, you'd be pretty hard-pressed to find 40 pages of travel going out. And no, here we are in mm, little old West Australia. You know. I think that's a really good point, yeah. Uh, I, I, I won't say punching above our weight because it's a cliche, but I've said it. There's <laughs> <laughs> nothing wrong with good cliche. <laughs> no, it's extraordinary. Go. I mean, you won't you won't see that in any newspapers in London or Athens. You know, the places we've just been talking about. Uh, you won't see that anywhere in the world. No, look, I do think that is that is a really fair point to make, and um, it's it's a test. I mean, you certainly won't see it in Brisbane, where I'm just going now. So you know, so uh, yeah, <laughs> it's worth remembering that uh, <laughs> in our own little way here in West Australia, we're you know we we're, we're great travellers and we're highly engaged with the world. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, Luke Stephen, it's been great catching up. I will catch up with you again next week and maybe some down, sometime down the track I'll be talking to you from France as well, which would be pretty exciting. Yep, a uh, week on Tuesday. I think. Indeed, yep. well, there you go. Okay, well, you have a great day in the meantime and safe Thank travels over east. Okay, bye now. Mm-hmm.